What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, April 14th, and you have found the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Tawaski, a.k.a. Southside Zoe, a.k.a. Father Zoe. With me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. I just want to apologize for my audio issues last week, but uh, I guess there's just so much buzz building up in my house to watch Say Suzuki. And boy, is it living up to the hype. I mean, he's playing so good, I won't even give you shit for that horrible pun. That's how good he's playing. Um, you will notice a vacancy in the third seat. K-Fids is, air quotes, stuck in Cabo <laughs> for another day. Uh, I don't remember why. I kind of stopped reading his reasoning after he said he was stuck, but... Uh, yeah, the poor guy has to sit in a, like, beautiful hotel in Cabo, and he's trying to complain to me and Aldo that, oh, I've drank every day for the last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of uh, KFIS is like, poor guy, he's been drinking Jesus, every day, man. he's feeling like crap, he has to be there another night. Yeah. Thoughts poor. and prayers to KFIS. Yeah. T's and P's. <laughs> Throw those T's and P's to KFIS, everybody. But it's all right. Because we have a lot to cover because, well, I think everybody had high expectations for the White Sox and they're definitely living up to them. But the Cubs have been surprisingly, hashtag good, uh, to start the year so far. A lot of of positive things to touch on in this show. Um, And we're going to do our best to touch them all. And if you're watching us live, we really appreciate it. I know the White Sox are... Currently in the bottom of the fourth versus the Mariners. The game started a little late here on Wednesday night because of the rain. But uh, if you're out there, throw us on one screen, throw the White Sox on another screen, and if something cool happens, we're going to probably talk about it because I have the game on this monitor. So, (laughs) and I have adult ADD. So if something happens, it's going to be like squirrel. Um, But yeah, we have... The Cubs getting their money's worth right out of the bat out of their new right fielder. Uh, Luis Robert looking like an MVP. White Sox kind of just really living up to that next man up mentality with all the injuries happening and just a whole lot more. So, you know, crack open a cold one, stay with us, and let's tap this guy. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the This show is brought to you by Chicago Golf Tour, shygolftour.com, amateur golf for the common man. It's built on schedule flexibility. If you are a golfer of any level, 
in Chicago or Chicagoland area and you've been looking to get a little bit more competitive, this is for you. Uh, basically, what they do is they have different events throughout the summer. Uh, they give you two weeks to play the course with a fellow member so you can attest for the scores. And then they have this great, very well put together website that shows you leaderboards, where you stand with everybody. Uh, what I personally like is it kind of forces your hand to go play some courses maybe you're not used to. Um, but yeah, shygolftour.com. Use promo code SM25 to get $25 off your registration fee. Shygolftour.com. And we got a little bit of a hint of the nice weather on Tuesday. It's coming. Golf season is right around the corner. So dust off those clubs. Start making excuses. Shygolftour.com. SM25. Hi, everybody. <laughs> the first comment in the comment section could not be more accurate. You can tell, our boy Yumper says, you can tell how happy baseball makes, though. You're right, man. I mean, <laughs> it's one thing that the White Sox are playing good. It's another thing I literally enjoy seeing that the Cubs are doing well for my friends on this show here. And I also have Suzuki on two of the three fantasy teams. So he's been my, my leader in the clubhouse for me. Um, but it's just like everything about baseball being back like that story. I, I tweeted out the little girl who's battling cancer through uh, the first pitch at the Rays game to what's his face, the goofy guy. That oh, pitches and smiles. Uh, yeah, I know. It's going to bother me now. I can look picture up, the guy's up, face yeah. in my head. Yeah, the guy's yeah. an animal. He comes in and pitches. He's an outfielder. Comes in and pitches. Just has the time of his life. Oh, man. Hot start to the show. Great start. Great start to the Phelps? show. Phelps? No, hold on. Name? Uh, here we I go. remember the play. I remember Brett Phillips. Home. Brett Phillips. 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 Brett Phillips. That was close. That was close. So Brett Phillips. <laughs> To me, Brett Phillips embodies everything that's awesome about baseball. Guy looks like he's having the time of his life every time he goes out on the field. He is good. And I don't know, he just gives back. But this little girl, if you did see the tweet, this little girl, brave little girl battling cancer, said that Brett Phillips is her favorite player. So the Rays put it together. She came out through the first pitch of the game, threw the pitch to Phillips. And then later in the game, in like the third inning, oh, but before the game, she gave Phillips like a little friendship bracelet she made. So, of course, because he's awesome, he threw it on. And in the third inning, while they're interviewing this little girl and she's saying how awesome it was and how he's her favorite player, why he's batting, just smokes a home run. And then after the game, he does an interview. And you would think maybe he talked about – all he talked about was how this girl is so inspiring and all this stuff. And it's just like shit like that, man. I love that shit. It's baseball. It's just, like that's I've always said like obviously there's there's great there's stories like that in every sport and like obviously there's you know I mean sports in general is just great you know it, it gets that uh, uh, society to connect to other things as uh, come together as a community but there's just something I've always said there's something different about baseball just because it's it's day it's a daily thing for you know if you count spring yeah. training through the playoffs for like eight months yep. it's not just like you know basketball is like three four times a week same thing with hockey. You know, the NFL football, your college football, even it's one game a week, right? Uh, for your favorite team, but baseball, you're in a grind every day for like at least six months. And you know, it's, it's there's just like a special bond there that's uh, I it think really that's is. different from uh, other other sports. I, I would definitely agree. 
Uh, I mean, the only other sport that you can kind of compare it to is the NFL because as soon as any other sport does something cool, the NFL <laughs> like true. does some crazy fucking four-team trade or some shit like that. But um, so the season has finally started. Meaningful baseball is here. We're going to start on the south side just because I'm excited. Sorry, Aldo. Oh, and no, go ahead. So the White Sox open the season in Detroit, lose the first game of the series. Season okay. over. Our, our pets' heads are falling off. We're not making the playoffs. We're not winning the division. By the way, I, I, I know White Sox fans were upset, but I was the most upset. I drafted Liam Hendricks in our fantasy baseball draft, and little to my surprise, boom, first save opportunity, blown save. Yeah, Liam Liam looked a little shaky in that Two blown saves. Oh, yeah. Did he get a blown save for that? No. Yeah, because he, he had he, he had the lead when he came in in the eighth inning, and then he had the lead again in the ninth inning. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, you're correct. He got two. I thought you meant, but he got the save against uh, Seattle yesterday. Seattle, yeah. On Tuesday, I should say. But, Shaky again. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so they go to Detroit. They lose. What was it like? Uh, I think that first game five was to four, uh, five to four, five, five four. four, five four, five four, five four. But then they went ahead and they won the next two games of the series, five to two, and then ten to one. But the biggest takeaways out of that series: one, Lucas Giolito looked good, but he's hurt. Mild injury, though, and I really think his injury has something to do with, you know, the extra muscle mass he put on. I think his body is a like this is the first time he's pitching in a real game with this build. I think his body was just kind of like timeout, dude. Hold the fuck on, man. I also like that he didn't try to do the whole no, it's I'm just gonna pitch through this and like you know I agree. I'm fucking tough as hell. Like no, because he's like he felt it like on three like straight pitches or something. He's like, hey, yep. I yeah. know I'm fucking like dominating out here, but uh something ain't right. Yeah, he even said he's like, you know, I could have won at least two, three more innings, but it's literally the third game of the season. So we're we're good. We're we're good here. Our first game of the season, whatever. Julio's pitched the first game of the season. But anyways, uh AJ Pollock got hurt. Again, not a major injury. He was leaving the team for the Seattle series anyways. His wife uh is having had or is having a baby, so congrats to him. And he's gonna rest that little hamstring up for a little bit. He'll be all right. I know that was the big red flag on him when the White Sox traded. Uh Dodger friends of mine said that Dodgers Twitter refers to him as Bird Bones. Oh no! Oh, well, that's so right. Much. Yeah, I think he hasn't played more than like 100 games since like 2018 or something, mm-hmm. or 27 before that. But it's I will say the little snippet, the little taste. Oh, he can rake that White Sox fans <laughs> got of him, bro. The way he just the smooth opposite field swings, and that's something that the White Sox don't have a lot of in the lineup. You know, so it was very welcome to see. I think he'll be fine. He'll be back. Um, the biggest story to me out of the gate, the thing that I would I would want to focus on first is we need to talk about Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease might fuck around and win a Cy Young this year. And I know I'm not just going, oh, after one game. You know what I mean? But if you go back to the tape – I was on the Dylan C's train from the beginning of last year. I think I was on the 108 whatever show, and my hot take was Dylan C's is going to be top five Cy Young, and that was last year. So I'm 
I'm continuing on. Uh, uh, continuing on. Dallas Keuchel. Just remembered he was Dallas Keuchel. Oh, okay. um, on the Dylan Cease train. Uh, his first appearance, he went five innings, gave up two hits, one earned run, only three walks, which for Dylan, three walks is good, uh, with eight strikeouts. Uh, he threw 79 pitches, 46 of which were strikes. Again, for Dylan, I'm very happy with that. So that he, he left that game with a 1.80 ERA. But the thing is, those are numbers. Numbers are good. We are a fan of analytics and statistics on this show. We're also a hybrid in sense where, you know, the good old eye test means something here too. And Dylan looked dominant. I mean, yes, it was the Tigers. You know, not exactly world beaters, but they're they're an improved team. They're definitely mm-hmm. an improved team. That lineup is definitely not the pushover it was a year, two years ago. I mean, you had Javi Baez and uh, Spencer Torgerson and some of these other guys to this lineup, and that's a pretty solid lineup. Grossman, Meadows, uh, Canadero, I mean, shit, Shoop, Haas destroys the White Sox, Badu, like, Tigers are solid. And Cease, he looked calm, which is, I've been saying for years on this show, Dylan's biggest problem is usually between his ears. So I don't know, maybe it's the mustache. Maybe it's the, the mustache <laughs> is kind of like calming to him or some shit like that. So he looked good, dominant. And right now with Lynn and now Giolito hurt, I mean, Dylan Cease is your de facto yes. ace. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's, he's going to need to be your stopper. Yeah, he's going to have to – I mean, we, you guys have been uh, so far lucky that, uh, you know, there hasn't been any major – well, I mean, I guess not really. Actually, no. I mean – your pitching staff, we we talked about it, you know, in the preview, like the the bullpen, like that is when you're talking about between starters and the bullpen, like the bullpen, you'll feel really great about, you know, because you still had like the couple injuries heading into uh, into the regular season, but now obviously with Jay Leto missing a couple starts, obviously Lynn starting the year uh, injured, um, but Dylan sees, yeah, I mean he's just gonna have to pick up in terms of the guy who goes the deepest in games. Well, then- well, then here's the thing about that exact point. That was where I was going to go next with this. The White Sox bullpen has been very, very, very highly touted going into this season, which it should be. There's a lot of big names in that bullpen. Yeah. And game one, they weren't great. They were shaky. And they lost that game. Um, you know, Bummer, uh, Hendricks, all of them. Nobody looked really great that game. Game one, guys. One is one in 62. Between then, the two other games of Detroit and the home opener and, oh, boy, Dallas Keiko. You got to give us a game update here. What's happening, Zach? (laughs) So it is now 4-2 White Sox on the top of the fifth. Seattle had runners on first and third. Homeboy hit like a little tapper in front of the mound. Keiko tried to do a Mark Burley glove flip thing to Yaz. Uh, I mean, he got it to him just late. Late. I mean, it was Crawford running, and it was really high. Like, he had to come. He went from like 12 yeah. to 6 to try to make the tag. And uh, so that made it 4 to 2. But they're starting to get to good old Dally, if you will. Um, hey, he's but, into the fifth inning. Improvement. Yeah, this is actually – Way more than I expected out of him tonight. <laughs> Way more. Um, 
But other than that first game, though, the thing with the bullpen, though, it's guys that in preview shows and everything, people weren't really talking about. And one of them's warming up right now in Kyle Crick. Uh, Tanner Banks came out, had a great first game. Um, my personal new favorite in this uh, bullpen is Bennett Sueza. Souza. Oh, yeah. Is it Souza? Souza? I don't know, but someone put it to the Chief Keef song, Bitches uh, Souza. And I'm like, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. You're my guy now. Um, they all look good, though. This is what good teams do, though, is these guys that no one talks about, these guys that are making yep. MLB debuts, they're coming in when guys are struggling or whatever. And for the record, Aaron Bummer came back after that bad first game. He looks fine. People need to fucking relax when Aaron Bummer's on the mound. It's like this thing on White Sox Twitter. I think early on for most things, I think I, I mentioned it right before we started recording, like the, like Vince Velasquez going out there having four innings and only giving up one run. It didn't look pretty. I, I think I watched I watched when he was out there. There's a couple spots where, you know, Robert made that great catch. Um, he was missing up with his breaking pitches. He got, mm-hmm. I think he got a little lucky. But at this point, if you're a Slacks fan, you don't care about the luck right now. You just want the results. For Aaron Bummer coming back, you know, I, I think he, uh, I think like there he had there was a few runners on when he got the save uh, on that f- five to two win. Yeah. But hey, they got the save. Sox won. At this point, you're kind of just like, you're just kind of you gotta navigate through the rockiness of the early yep. season because again, it's gonna happen. With good teams, bad teams, average teams. Because of the shorter spring training, like we're seeing the pitching staffs again. If you're getting yep. four innings right now, it's like, shoo, thank you, starting pitcher, for getting those four Literally, innings. Literally, as you were saying that, Joel yeah. put that in the comments. Joel Martinez <laughs> commented, short spring training pitchers are still ramping up. Fans shouldn't look too much into yeah. it. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Yes, Joel. So right now, you just kind of just ride the wave of like, yeah, there's going to be some early season struggles, like Hendricks. And Hendricks, we saw it with him last year, too. Remember early on, like he was still getting the job done, but there was times where he was getting rocked, and it's like, yep. we're, we started uh, against the Tigers. Four to three against... White Sox in the top Man. of fifth. Now there's two outs and a runner on third. Ooh, okay. Well, hey, if, if for the overbetters, you gotta gotta feel good for the overbetters. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Just uh, right now, you're more concerned about the results. Obviously, you want to see like the process of guys, like how how they're pitching. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, you just you kind of just want the results, because, and then you know. Once you get into the middle of the season, it's like, wait, is this guy just getting by just by some luck here, or is he actually, you know, pitching well? Yep. And I mean, I guess to put a Kendall Graverman, there's room to improve. I think he'll be fine. Uh, Kopik looked pretty damn good in his season debut. Have they put a Have they put that out there publicly or no? Like for his in it for for his uh, pitch inning or his well, the limit? The thing is because of restriction the restriction inning. Because of the short spring training, mm-hmm. um, I think Larusa is. I mean, if you look, Cease won five, Velasquez won four, Kopic won four, Giolito won four, Dallas is going to go five. Like he's not letting these guys. And we even saw it <clears throat> with uh, what's his face taking a perfect game into the uh, yeah Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw. And after the game, he goes, you can blame it on the lockout. You can blame it on me not touching a ball until January. Like, you can blame it on a lot of things. Whoo, Dallas got out of it. Four, three socks going into go. the sixth. Or going into the bottom of the fifth. Um, so he had socks, you know, leading first five. That's a dub. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, but I was asking specifically for Kopech because obviously, you know, 
I know what you're saying. I'm just, Have I they think, said that at all publicly, though, or no? I don't think they will. I think they're just going to keep playing this, like, um, short spring training. We're going to limit our starters for the first month or two of the season, which mm-hmm. I'm okay with. I, I yeah. really am. I, I want these guys for the long haul. I'm okay with Lucas Giolito taking, you know, sitting two weeks to heal that abdominal strain. I'm okay with, you know, AJ Pollock, you know, taking a two weeks to heal that hamstring, get these guys healed and heal correctly. I'm shit. I'm, I'm good with Lance Lynn waiting until May, you know, or June, whatever the fuck he's got to do. And we mentioned it before we went live. I know there's reports coming out that, Big homie is ahead of schedule. It's a fat dude with a knee injury. He is not ahead of schedule on fucking anything. Let him heal. Do not rush him back. And hopefully if we keep getting four innings from Velasquez, five innings from Dallas Keiko, who's still cheeks, but had did pretty good tonight. That's going to give him more of a room to kind of ease back. And apparently Johnny Cueto sitting in the fucking weight room in full uniform, taking pictures and posting them on Twitter. There you go. The big horse, he's homeboys ready to roll, man. Get him up in his crazy ass windups. Basically what I'm saying is do not rush Lance Lynn. Yeah. I was going to say the sides do not need to have, uh, don't even put that out there. Just be like, no Lance are doing great. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. We'll see you maybe at the end of May. <laughs> yeah, just just relax, big hoss. We're still in first yeah. in the division. Just just hang tight, big guy. We we need you for the long run. This is like, hey, don't worry. Your first yeah. your first start out there. You want to throw 110 pitches. Tony will let you loose. <laughs> yeah, this is this is very much a marathon, not a sprint. Just strap it in, big boy. But so that's the pitching side of things. As far as hitting, I mean, can we just start with the man, Luis Robert? Can we just start we... with the man? I saw a tweet the other day. Or I think it was during the uh, Tuesday's game, the three to two win, and it was like um, uh, I, forget, I, I I wish I could remember who tweeted. But they're like, I wish uh, I don't. He said, I think it was he or she. Uh, I forget if it was he or she said. Uh, I don't think White Sox fans know exactly how good Luis Robert is. And I think that's kind of true. Just because if you look at just the games played, like he he hasn't played a lot of games, but he's been great at the end of last year. And like I, I don't think we know how great he is. No, and I said it in my little Twitter live rant after the home opener. I, I always, for me personally, and I mean everybody, do you do what you got to do? I wait till a player plays 162 games, a full season worth of baseball, before I make my official stance on a guy. You know, I have theories, I have you know feelings about a player, but yeah. until I like put that official like stamp on a guy i want to see 162 games but luis robert is special man i don't think we've had a true five tool player on the south side in quite some time if ever i'm sure I, i'm thinking yeah ever, like frank uh, thomas wasn't a you don't consider frank thomas five tools like no. i mean Bo like Jack, pure he, pure hitter yeah like one of the top uh <laughs> like best like best top five right-handed hitter of all time, but like yeah. overall, like five school, yeah, yeah. He, no. d- he doesn't have the speed, you know. The speed. And I mean, all you need the what I was trying to say, and I was so excited, I don't even know if I said this clearly <laughs> enough. After the home opener, for those of you that for some weird reason don't know, Luis Robert made a a catch at the wall where he sprinted like fifty yards to make the damn catch. He hit a home run off a pitcher who looked unhittable that day. He 
took a walk, which we're going to get to that in a minute, and then stole third and scored, which turned out to be the game winning running. He stole third with no outs. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, literally, we basically just covered the five tools. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. in that one game. But the reason why I was so excited is because I feel like that one game truly showcased to White Sox fans, to baseball fans, what Luis Robert is capable of. And he's still mm-hmm. so young. But the biggest, I mean, not the biggest, but one thing that really, really stood out to me, especially in that first game against Seattle when that, that kid came to the mountain, he had just, just filthy breaking stuff. And if you guys remember two years ago last year, Luis Robert, he needed hat for bat. Like he could not hit a breaking ball um, to save his life, but he was sitting and he was working counts and he was not chasing balls in the dirt. And he's taking these late inning walks. And these are things to me that show development. And as I kind of crudely said in my rant, if that's if he really has learned how to take those breaking pitches, the rest of the league is fucked. You're fucked because he's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Um, R- Ralph in the comment section said, "Is TA a five tool player? If no, then why not? His defense has improved. He's the closest besides Robert. Yeah, I, would, I, I just without a doubt. Louis, I I know I made fun of a uh, Chuck Garfine like uh, a spring training a couple years ago when he was." Uh, mentioning how uh you know Luis robert made like everything look so easy like at a normal fly ball but no it he truly is just that play that that play against it was jesse winker just smokes a ball to right center field Luis robert i think was shading a little over to a left center and as you said you know he's really like 50 yards goes up makes the catch up against the wall made it look easy like it, it, it he just makes it look e- those hard plays that was the hard play makes it look easy i know ta has improved defensively but it, I think Luis Robert is like all he's already he won the gold glove last year, didn't he? Or should have? Yeah, I think, won, uh, right? I think TA. Or I guess he didn't a, play enough. But. This is a big season for TA defensively, in my opinion. He won the batting crown. We everybody knows TA can hit. He's mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's at the pinnacle of the offensive side of his game. TA is definitely the type of guy that he wants to be known as like the best shortstop in the league. Yeah. For TA to be known as the best shortstop in the league, he needs to have – he doesn't need to win a gold glove, but he needs to be like – have a gold glove caliber-like season. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think that's lost on him. I think the other difference is obviously the power the – like they're just different hitters. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I think overall just Luis Robert with the power tool there. Um, a little bit of – nothing against, obviously nothing against TA, but yeah. No, TA just, uh, just kind of – just different levels, I think. Yep. Obviously, TA has proved it hitting-wise – for multiple years now. So, you know, he does have that edge. But mm-hmm. I think going forward, and Luis Robert is special, man. He, he yes. And <laughs> the other thing that I'm taking away from the White Sox hitting, and we'll, we'll switch over to the Cubs for a minute, and then we'll just kind of do wherever we want to go, is um, besides Lurie Garcia, the White Sox aren't striking out at that high of a clip like they used to. You're seeing a lot of these younger guys like Aloy Jimenez, as we mentioned, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn when he's in there, which I want to talk about. Um, is he, by young, the way, is he your boy now? Like, is he your new boy? Vaughn? Yeah. He's close. He's in the room. I mean, Luis Robert is God, in my opinion. But right like, now. he's too good, though. I know. That, good. That's the thing. <laughs> Luis Robert can't be like my guy because he's... He's like everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
but there's some weird dudes on Twitter right now that are like Andrew Vaughn dudes. Okay. And like join the weird crew. I, I don't want to. I really don't. I don't I, I don't want to. But what we're seeing from these White Sox hitters that we didn't see in the last couple of years is them working counts, seeing pitches. What's up, Fids? Go back to your horrible tragedy where you have to sit and stuck in Cabo and drink. Yeah, don't drink yeah. more, Kevin. Yeah, please <laughs> stop having a great time in Mexico. I can't believe you're putting your the things you do for your fiance. All oh, right, yeah. My God. You poor bastard. Um, but we're seeing the White Sox work counts, see more pitches. Uh, in a year where I think a lot of the bullpens aren't, I would say, strong. Um, if this team, especially with how good they are at hitting, could get into teams' bullpens at a higher clip, at a quicker rate, they're going to be... They're hitting the ball very hard too. I, I was gonna say, by the way, um That's true, Yumper. I think Vaughn is a Fids's guy. I don't want to double up on Fids. Okay, Fids okay, has been okay. a Vaughn guy for since he's been drafted. Um, I was gonna say I don't I would wanna see obviously like in a fantasy land, I wanna see like prime Randy Johnson against this lineup because the White Sox are still killing left handed pitchers. As demonstrated <laughs> by them what they did to the reigning Cy Young winner. Yeah, Robbie Ray, like reigning Cy Young, dominating last year, and like comes out here, goes against the White Sox, gets 100 mile per hour exit velocity every other batter. Yep, smoking the ball. Which side note, Jake Berger, that boy can just flat out hit. And I know Yohan's gonna be back soon, but like trade bait, Yohan. He could be. Well, one of those two. <laughs> no, I doubt no, 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 not, no, no so gonna, don't fall into this trap. No, they're not gonna trade Yohan Moncada. <laughs> Get Jake Berger could be something of value if they're like one piece away at the. By the way, line. I mean obviously it sucks that Yamankata had the uh, what was it a hip? I think it was something weird. Like Whatever his injury it was, it was one of those things where they're like, oh, he looks fine, and then he sneezes and he like <laughs> curls into a ball. So like obviously that sucks that you know it's starting the year on the injured list, but it obviously makes opens up a spot for Jake Berger. And hey, great for Jake Berger, He's taking advantage, getting some hits mm-hmm. in here. And, uh, you know, we talk about it just if you're a fan of a guy, he's not always going to be successful on your team. But just because he's not successful on your team does not mean that he can't help your team. Right. If Jake Berger just keeps smashing for like, I don't know how long Yohan Makai is going to be out for, but he keeps smashing. What happened? What happened? Oh, Adam Engel robbed a home run at the wall. Gold Glover. Suck it. Uh Who that was so weird. It was uh, who's the skinny ass left Winkler? A uh, Winker? Yeah. Uh, it was so weird though. That ball felt like it was in the air for like two days, Robert. and Engel was just sitting at the base of the wall, like uh, <laughs> and then he just like jumped up and snagged it. What a play! Oh, I can think it was Adam Engel, not AJ Pollock. It stays at four to three. If <laughs> Adam Engel could start hitting the damn ball, <laughs> woo, uh. girl. If you can, it's always Adam Angle's always going to be a guy. It's like, man, if you can combine his defense with somebody else's hitting, yeah. but like, I think we're going to have that conversation for year after year. Yeah, I, I, I know, agree. but Jake Berger keeps like smashing. Like, yeah, he does open up the chance where like teams are like, hey, this guy looks healthy now. Kid can smash. Yep. Maybe we'll give you something valuable. Especially Sox. for a team like the White Sox, who can very well be like one piece away at the trade deadline. Yeah. And, you know, and yeah. 
I know that would suck because Jake Berger is one of the best stories in baseball. Tore both legs up, came back, you know, super nice guy, big smile, love the kid, but where are you going to put him? Yeah. You know, we're, just... well, I guess we might as well go into it because you already have an issue on your hand with what the fuck do you do with Andrew Vaughn? You know, Andrew Vaughn is coming out of the gates hot right now. Going into Wednesday night's game, he's hitting 400. You know what I mean? Only he had the same amount of total bases as Luis Robert going into Wednesday night's game. And he smashed a huge home run in the Detroit series going. He's leading the team right now with two home runs. I know it's very early, but I'm just saying like he's hitting the ball and it's not just against lefties folks. I was going to say, um, obviously he was drafted in 2019, right? 2019. I believe so. He plays in the minors for like that month and a half, two months, maybe after in the summer. 2020 entire minor league season gets canceled because of COVID, but he's in the alternate training site. But obviously, mm-hmm. they're not playing, you know, they're not playing like uh, real games there. 2021 happens, makes the team. He's in the lineup, in and out of the lineup, struggles. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember last year, obviously, he's Kevin's guy since since draft day. Yep. He's been on him. But I was very surprised when last year, when they started the season, and Kevin's like, and I do get it now. Looking back, I do get it because of the lost time. He did, he barely played in the minor leagues. Yep. But the cup way that he literally was being a talk- cup of coffee. Yeah. But the way he was being talked up was like, no, this guy's he's a major league hitter now. So I was very surprised. Like some of the, and I know the White Sox. You know, obviously they're a competing team, so you want to have your best guys out there at all times mm-hmm. because you are you know going for a playoff run there throughout mm-hmm. the season. But I was very surprised as, at at some of the thoughts. Is like, well. Jake or Andrew Vaughn shouldn't be playing every day. Uh, you know, give Andrew Vaughn, if he's, if he's struggling, you know, give him off days. Right. I was always – I was basing this off the way that Kevin was, was like, talking him up. And, you know, I trust Kevin's eye. Yeah. Uh, you know, coaching guys, like, seeing a lot more uh, amateur players than I ever will. Right. Um, so I was very surprised, like, by his thoughts uh, that were kind of, like, in that uh, same realm was, like, yeah, no, like, maybe he shouldn't be playing every day. But the way he was talking up the bat, I was like, why isn't he playing every day? If he's going to struggle, let him struggle. He'll come out the other side. Fine. This year, we're seeing we, – we knew we knew he was going to start the year in the platoon with Gavin Sheets. Yep. That um, was the plan. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I've, I've always been on board with give Andrew Vaughn as many at bat – like, get him in the lineup as many times as you can. Like, the same thing with Luis Robert back in 2020. Well, like all these guys, just get this, in. If although, they are the hitter, you think they are. This kind of goes – into what we're talking about. Aloy Jimenez left Wednesday night's game with left ankle soreness. Oh boy. Uh if well no, it's it's nothing, dude. Like in the huh? third in the third inning, well in the third inning, uh Robbie Ray hit him with a, a heartbreaking slider down and in. He fouled it off off his ankle. And then he okay. came up his next at bag against Robbie Ray and he hit a fucking nuke. Oh. All right. I, mean, just, just I think it's just right. more of a like it's the fifth game of the year. Yeah. yeah, let's take him out. But if it turns out to be anything, Andrew Vaughn plays left field. You know? Oh, so, man. <laughs> and I didn't mean to cut you off, but also, like, I'm very happy. I was very happy to see that, like, amidst all these A's trade rumors for Frankie, that the A's came out to – came out swinging and said, give us Vaughn. And Haim was like, nah, son. Yeah. And I was very happy to hear that. Do you know what Andrew Vaughn brings to your team now? And I, I'm I'm glad Kevin's not here because he'd probably yell at me for this. But he's kind of 
like out of necessity, like evolving into like this Chris Bryant type player where he could play left field, spots. right field. He could play first base. Shit. He played second base one game last year. That would never happen again. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he played third base before, like, and I agree with Yumper in the comment section. You got to know, you got to think that Vaughn sitting or, or Han sitting there going, well, Jose Abreu ain't getting any younger. Yeah. This is my first base. This is my plan for when Jose hangs him up. But right now, especially with the team who loves to have these weird ass injuries, Vaughn is <laughs> Vaughn is a like gold commodity. Yeah, no, and, and again, I think I don't know. I hope for the White Sox that it happens sooner rather than later. But I think you have to have Vaughn in there every day. You got to figure. You got to figure out a way. Yeah, yeah, I, you I, just have yeah, to. Like again, at this point, at this point, you cannot say, "Hey, it's Gavin Sheets or Andrew Vaughn. We need to give Sheets those at bats." No. No. Like if you look down the line, your next three, four years, who you're who you're going to be counting on, it's not going to be Gavin Sheets. It's going to be Andrew Vaughn. Give, give him as much experience as you can right now. When wouldn't, you be, can. wouldn't be surprised if it was a Sheets burger package for that player that we talked about. This mystery player to put him over the hump, but like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if I'm Andrew Vaughn right now, the best thing he could do is just force the issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just go out there. Just keep hitting rockets. Just keep hitting fucking <laughs> laser beams all over the goddamn field. And I know his home run against Detroit was against the righty. And I, I made like a very like goofy tweet. Like, looks like someone figured out righties. <laughs> I got 30 replies that it was a hanger. It was, whatever, dude. He oh, my God. Uh, no. We can't tweet out anything. No. We can't tweet out anything because it's it, – I mean, I love Twitter, but holy shit, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Because if you tweet something bad, oh, you're being too negative. It's too early in the season. You tweet out something. You try to be positive. It's like, oh, like who fucking cares? It's a, it's off a bum. It's a hanger. Yep. Uh, it's one game. It's right. one at <laughs> And usually, I don't. Win. That shit. I don't mind that shit. But it was just, <laughs> I I actually laugh at that kind of stuff. Like I find that stuff funny. But like it just. I kept getting notification like it was a hanger. Did you see the pitch? Uh, oh, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Don't don't worry. You got to be it. like, uh, I mean, yeah, he he killed it. That's that's what he's supposed to do. Like, yeah. you should be happy. He did his yeah. fucking job. Yes, 100. <laughs> percent Yes, but I think Vaughn keeps forcing the issue. I think they're gonna need to find a way. And again, I said it on our pre our season preview. It's nice to finally talk about the White Sox having different lineup options and none of them suck. Yeah. Usually they would, position, but yeah. I know, but they would have that <laughs> that Sunday lineup and it would be like, oh Jesus, what is this fucking Yeah, they had the Sunday lineup, they put up a 10 spot. Yeah, exactly. And again, very, very early reaction, but I love Josh Harrison on this team. Yes. Absolutely. I said it when we talked about it back, like, you know, once baseball was back after the lockout, he's just a fun guy, a fun, cool guy, another fun, cool guy you can root for. I absolutely love him. Honestly. Dude, the energy that I'm seeing him bring to the dugout day in and day out so far, just the big ass smile, getting guys pumped up. He said he did the, the rev the engine celebration because he said Aloy does that and he's trying to fit in. Like, he's just like, but he's hitting, bro. He's getting on base. I said, I tweeted out like I think yeah. one of his first hits or something during spring training, like Josh Harrison, professional he gets, hitter. He's he just getting hits. on base. And in the game against the Mariners on uh, Wednesday night, right before we went live, he made a very smooth play to his left uh, to take away a base hit. And I really think 
the energy that he's bringing to this. And you got to remember the White Sox still have a pretty fairly young team outside of like Abreu and Grandal. Like TA, I guess, isn't young anymore. Mankata's still pretty young. Aloy's young. Robert's young. Vaughn, Sheet, all these guys. And to see a veteran who's done everything in this league having that much fun yeah, and still producing, that does something. That means something. I know there's people that are like, oh, I don't put a, give a shit about what he's a good locker room guy. I get that. I get why you don't give a shit. But a guy like Josh, and TA has already said repeatedly already this season how it's different having him to his left. I mean, the thing I'll say, like, I, was, I don't think it, it can't be a negative. So it can only be a good thing. Especially, no. obviously, when you have a winning team, obviously, maybe those guys can get annoying when, like, they're losing and it's just like a happy go lucky guy. But, like, That's hey, a good dude, point. That's like, a good chill point. the fuck out. Like, we're yep. on a five game losing streak. Yep. But when you're on a winning team, you want to keep those, you know, the cliche, the, the positive vibes going. Mm-hmm. It's great to have guys like Josh Harris. Yeah. yeah. And, and it just adds to that culture. Yeah. I got to think after that first game of the season, he's the first guy in the locker room being like, guys, it's game fucking one. Let's go. Like, <laughs> look around this. Look in this locker room. We're going to be good. Like, just calm the fuck down. Let's go. I do want to see, uh, like, a post-blown save Liam Hendricks. Like, because obviously we know he, like, we like, came in on, everybody we, out came on, in the on Tuesday. And <laughs> the thing would – all right, so Tuesday was shaky, the save against the, the Mariners on the home opener. But if you really break that save down, he struck out the first guy. And then he had like some like freak ass weird infield single where the ball bounced weird over his head and he couldn't get a hold of it. And then he gave up base hit, base hit, but then he got out of the inning. He he got the save. You know what I mean? Like the stuff looks good. And again, I don't know why everybody else gets this short spring training. They're ramping up pass. And then Liam Hendricks doesn't come out and blow the doors off people right away. And it's like, What's I'm telling you, man. Closers, closers are just like NFL kickers. That's true. You can be I great, guess. but if you have that, you know, big moment. Obviously, the closer is always going to be a big moment. And but if you, mm-hmm. you know, late, late, last second kick, kicker misses it, always going to get shit on it. Even if you went four for four in the game, like Liam uh, Hendricks can go the rest of the season being great, but you know, you're gonna still, you're gonna still have guys being like, yeah, but he got rocked by right. Baez. Uh, quick update. X-rays were normal. Nothing's broken. Eloy is considered day-to-day with, he got a little bruise on his ankle. All right. All right. Good. Give him a day off. Let Vaughn play left field tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you, go. you know what I mean? It's just like, I'm good with that. And it's weird that I could Death? say that. What? You, yeah. You, I couldn't say that before. And it was, it's just weird. <laughs> And by the way, also a little breaking news for those that are watching this live, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is just being downright disrespectful to the New York Yankees yes, tonight. Love three it. Home, three home runs. <laughs> and also, as we're talking right now, Andrew Vaughn just ripped another base hit Bam. to right field. Just Beautiful. dude's just fucking raking right now. But yeah, Vladdy, three bombs in New York. Fuck you, Garrett Cole. That guy's good. <laughs> I was laughing my ass off when Garrett Cole blamed Billy Crystal for moving the opening pitch back like three minutes. You know, that's the thing. Because I because we all know it. Pitchers are fucking psychos. They're mm-hmm. like they're like NHL goalies. They're yeah, yeah. Like goalies. they have to have like their routine down to the second. So I get it. But when I saw that it was only like a four minute difference, I'm like, dude. <laughs> What? Yep. Like I thought it was like oh like you know it was like uh they went by like twenty five minutes or something so he went like you know an extra twenty minutes without throwing between his like bullpen and then getting on the mound but it yeah. was like four minutes come on 
just absolutely ludicrous. I mean, and he like he went nuts about. It. But hold on, we do need to get to the Cubs game, dude. Oh, we do. Because the Cubs have been, the Cubs have been better than people thought. Um, a little lucky, but I'll take it. Yeah, came out, uh, beat the Brewers five four. Second game got rained out. Beat the Brewers nine nothing. Then they took a loss by one. Beat Pittsburgh two to one, and then they lost on Wednesday today six to two. Six. But there is a lot of positives if you're a Cubs fan. And, I mean, let's just, like I said with Luis Robert, can we talk about the man? Can Sayus we talk is, about the man? Say Suzuki. So, I think he's now up to, I think it's like over 80 pitches now that he's seen through these first five games. He has been thrown, or no, he has chased only two pitches out of the strike zone. One of those two pitches you got to hit off of. This guy say- does not swing at balls i gotta say one thing that i've been extremely impressed of, uh about the worry when you take a guy from japan is that there's going to be like an adjustment period mm-hmm. you know what i mean this dude talk about ready to go right out of the box like the cubs got a new toy and it just started working right away <laughs> like very first game, very first game uh, against uh, fucking Cy Young winner. Again, you know, we're talking about White Sox against Robbie Ray. Cubs against Corbin Burns on uh, the season opener Thursday. Say Suzuki's, he goes, he went like one for three, two walks. The, the man just knows the strike zone. Like, I have not seen this good of a strike zone, like, from a hitter since, like, I think with the Cubs at least, like, since Ben Zobrist. Because Ben Zobrist was, like, renowned for his eye at the plate. Everybody say make Suzuki. Sure, make like, sure Seiya doesn't get some bad shit crazy wife. Let's hope not. Uh, <laughs> uh, no pastures this time. Um, say Suzuki is incredible. I the not okay. That's the thing. I had I never had a. I didn't think it was gonna be this like amazing. But I I saw the numbers from Japan. It's like okay, no, this guy this guy isn't just like the slap hitter and like oh the power like he just kind of hits for power short home runs. When I saw the walk rate. It's like no, this guy's mm-hmm. this guy's gonna succeed because he knows the strike zone. He's gonna take his walks. So for the the Sox fans watching this, just although I just want to back your point, going into the show tonight, Suzuki had 15 at bats. He has 15 total bases, five walks, five strikeouts, nine RBIs, three bombs. So he's six for 15. Six for 15 with the five walks. Yeah, no, he's. And again, it's not just like, oh, the five walks. He's chased two pitches out of the strike zone out of like 30 balls. And for those of you that don't follow along, these weren't wall scraper home runs. No. (laughs) They were fucking certified Zoe piss missiles. All three of them. Like, yeah. We got to work on it. We got to work on a bad flip, though. He needs a bad flip. Uh, yeah, uh, he had the little one, you know, he had a little one. He needs like a signature one, like a a Yasmani Grandal, like bat drop. It yeah, doesn't yeah. have to be big and flashy, but he needs some. He needs a signature. I wouldn't mind the big and flashy, but no, he does. He needs to work on it. That's the only. That's the only. Uh, only part of his game that he does need to work on. Yep. Um, so he, far, he, he no, needs... but the, the power. That's what I was like. Obviously, that's what everybody's worried about. It's like, is the power going to translate to MLB? Is he going to be able to hit MLB velocity? Dude's just hitting Oppo tacos, hitting like near four hundred foot home runs. This guy's the real deal. And again, maybe it shouldn't be that surprising because you know we're not talking about a about a guy who might be past his prime. Like you know, 
when his first when his name first came up in the offseason, it's like, oh, you know, say Suzuki, he's going to be posted by his team in Japan. Cubs might be interested. I, w- I did think back immediately, and it's terrible because it's like I, we always make fun of the guys who just compare Japanese players to other Japanese players. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, like, is this guy just going to be another Shogo Akiyama? Shogo Akiyama, who the Cubs also pursued uh, back in 2020, he was released this offseason by the Reds. He he did not adjust to no, MLB pitching. Blame, that's yeah. But Shogo Akiyama, completely different profile as a player, and he was like 32 when he signed. Say Suzuki, 27 in his like right hitting his prime. Yep. And just a beast of a player. The power is there. The I again the, the important stuff is just to me is the pay, the approach. He knows the strike zone so well. And the, this is like something the Cubs needed, like after all the swing and miss that we saw for the past like four or five years. Mm-hmm. Not this guy. <laughs> well, here, <laughs> although guy. our guy Omar here has put a lot of questions in the in the chat, and I want so he says if I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, I want Brennan Davis in the major league. So right now, you got Ian Happ in center field who's batting five thirty eight. Ian Happ's just going goofy. You got Saya in right field. I mean, do you want to see Brennan Davis in left? Uh, so, so right now, Hap's playing left. Oh, I'm sorry, um, Hap's playing left. Uh, Ortega's in center. Yeah, we have right now. It's right now. It's between it's Hayward. Hayward has gotten the most starts in center field mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> it's been Hayward and Ortega mainly in center, um, and then say Suzuki in right. I think Brennan Davis will come up. Obviously, he's he's gonna make his day. He's he's gonna come up with the Cubs this year. I don't know when. Um, I'm thinking like just because it's complete guess, maybe June, July. Um, but he again, we're, you know, we talk about we talk about Andrew Vaughn and him having the cup of coffee in the minors. Right. Brendan Davis also had the 2020 minor league season lost. He also dealt with a couple wrist. He got hit by he got hit in the wrist like multiple times uh, when he was starting to break out. So like he he as much as highly touted as a prospect is, he doesn't have a lot of like just playing time. Mm-hmm. So like, and he started this year in AAA. He started. Uh, pretty rough. He was like first like three or four games. He was like zero for thirteen with like eight strikeouts or something. Um, so I don't want him. I don't want him to be just like hey, come up it. just because. Yeah. I, I, get get a couple months in AAA. I'm completely fine with that. This isn't a situation where like oh it's, they're doing it because they're manipulating manipulating it as a service time. They're not. That's not. That's not this situation. He's gonna come up like in the summer. Um, but they, and then right now we just have to kind of bear the, uh, Jason Hayward storm because he's getting most well, of the starts out there right now. Jason Hayward and Ortega combined are three for 21 this season. Yeah, no rough. And I think I, that's the thing with Ortega. I'm not, I think Ortega is like one hit, a double that he had against the Brewers, but at least he walks. At yeah. least that and dude also walks. Here, but, Ryan, uh, Torbett comments here i saw a story talking about how hayward is helping suzuki adjusting by playing center next to him not a jay hay fan but that's definitely his value we were just kind of talking about that with josh harrison this you is know, something that the these thing. kind of vets can do for a team here's the thing so obviously all through you know spring training and stuff we're like uh oh, mm. should jason hayward even be should Jason Hayward even be on the roster? They should just DFA. We could talk, take- we could talk about this now so Fitz doesn't go nuts. <laughs> no, but but even to that point, it's like he is still a veteran guy. You know, he may, he obviously didn't live up to the hype, to the contract, whatever. You mm-hmm. Cubs can't do anything about that. It's a sunk cost, whatever. Yep. 
what Jason Hayward can do. I know he yelled at KB one time. Like I, I, I can't really he hold that against the, him. Like he gave the infamous rain he, he delay gave a speech. speech. Like no, I don't even care about that. It's like right now, what he is a veteran player. You know, he he has been. Um, he was once a elite. You know, defensive outfielder. He was so good so, in Atlanta. Whatever guidance he can give these players, great, fantastic. I love the other day when uh, the you know the bench was cleared between the Cubs and Brewers. Who was the first guy there getting between Keegan Thompson and uh, McCutcheon and like the Brewers bench? It was Jason Hayward. You gotta love that. Like, hey, he's still the veteran guy. He's still you know up there. You know, step, uh, protecting yeah, his. Well, teammates. in all fairness, it's a baseball fight. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's the thing. No, nothing was ever gonna happen. <laughs> but. It's a but you still left to see a guy going out there, you know, sticking for his guys. No, um, you do, and there's no doubt about it. And there is so that, whatever Jason yeah. Hayward can provide, if it's if it's coaching, <laughs> he earned those twenty three million. Jason. Yeah, hey, you got Grandpa Rossi at the the helm. Get Jay oh Hayes, the, make him uh, the Joey Cora to the Ozzy Gian. You know, yeah, no, like, but you know, this uh, obviously the Cubs are in a different situation because you know the Cubs. I know they're three and two, got off to a great start against the Brewers. But, you know, realistically, we'll see how it goes. Hey, you know, fingers crossed. Who knows? But yeah. uh, anything can happen. But realistically, you know, they're probably not going to be contenders this year. And and the point is, does remain the same, though, with Jason Hayward. He is taking away at-bats from guys who need it more. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a guy like even Ortega, even though he's a veteran guy, a 30-year-old, you know, journeyman for the most part. But more guys like, you know, Clint Frazier or Michael uh, Hermosillo, he is taking playing time away from those guys, which sucks. Hopefully, you know, once we get to May, because Jason Hayward has like two hits or three hits, I think. I think two of them, uh, one of them was a dropped pop-up or like a, an infield pop-up that no one caught. Hayward and another is, one was like a little dribbler that Colton Wong yeah. couldn't feel. Right. So but to your it's point, not like he's... To your point, exactly what you're saying right now, Yumper in the comments says he has a feeling that Hap is traded at the deadline if he continues to rake along with Willie. It's possible. If yeah, they're not contenders, no, yes, one hundred percent, yes. Uh, it's possible, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if if they're not if they're not showing that they're even going to be like by the wild card, you know, Wilson Contreras was definitely on the trade block. Uh, might even see, I don't know, might even see Kyle Hendricks. Hopefully, Kyle Hendricks. Uh, there's too much. There's too much uh, heckling jive with him going on right now. He yeah. was fantastic. Fantastic opening day, like career high in whiffs. Uh, made the Brewers look like a joke, and then he comes out against the Pirates. Can't locate his pitches. Gets fucking rocked by Ben Gamble, who's like, how old is he? Hall Hep? of Famer. Sorry, Ian Who, Hendricks. 20, no, Ian Happ's twenty-seven. I just Ian Hep's, no. Ian Happ's yeah. still like. Yeah, he's got some time. I am still an Ian Happ believer. <laughs> I do not want to see him traded because yes, the Cubs have Brennan Davis. Uh, you know they have a couple other Owen Casey, uh, Kevin Alcantara, but those guys are like nineteen yeah. years old. Those guys right. are years away still. Ian Happ is good. Yes, he's had his struggles, but I mean, yeah, if you go back that was to my next season, question that Yumper just answered. He has two; they got two years left of control, or yeah. they have this year and then next For year. Happen. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of bullpen guys stepping up, Jose Ruiz just came in in the seventh inning and threw a fucking gem for the. There White you Sox. go. Struck out two, and the third guy hit a dribbler up the middle. I, I need those. I need more of those from Jose Ruiz because my perception still from last year. I know he didn't have like a terrible year or anything, but anytime mm-hmm. Jose Ruiz was in the game, the White Sox were already losing or they were yeah. about to lose. <laughs> yeah, they. He got kind of. He was. He 
he took his he was like the mop up yeah guy. yeah he took his licks last year in some shitty situations but yeah um some of the other things though with the cubs i mean that you got to be happy with uh we've touched briefly wilson Contreras currently hitting 308 uh ian haps doing really well uh nico horner seems to be showing what he can do that one play he had a shortstop throwing yeah. off his foot fading away like a Derek jeter as type throw and I mean, it was a laser, and that was one he of loves the knocks. Yeah. but that was one of the knocks about Horner playing shortstop yep. was people questioned if he had the arm for it, and that was a great I mean, throw. So you know, going back to you know Mankata being hurt and getting Jake Brigger in there with An- it really looked like the Cubs were just going to start Andrew Till Simmons at shortstop, mm-hmm. but he had like a shoulder injury in spring training, and I don't think he even he ever played the field. Mm-hmm. But so that forced that forced the Cubs to uh, start Nico Horner at shortstop, which he should have been anyway. Uh, I have no clue why that wasn't the plan in the first place. But I'm glad uh, it sucks to say, but I'm glad you know that injury did pop up. That minor, you know, it's it's not it's nothing serious. You could say it this injury. way: you're just glad how things panned out. Yes, you know, yeah. the way the things turned out. Yeah. Yep. So, but here is the annoying thing. Uh, I know Kevin's been doing it almost daily. I, it's early in the season. I really don't have that energy to do it right now, but I am getting to the point where, you know, I mentioned, you know, Andrew Ronnie sticking in the lineup every day, getting as many looks as he can. I'm happy that Nico Horner, I think Nico Horner started every game so far, except for there was like that, the game that was rained out, he wasn't in the lineup, but uh, they got rained out and then, you know, that never happened. Nico Horner is batting ninth right now. There's no reason that he shouldn't be like no, in the I, top. Nick Madrigal should not be leading off for the Cubs right now. Yeah, Nick, <laughs> it is early. It's a slow start. It is early. No, it's not even. I don't even care that he's not getting hits. He has like one hit. Mm-hmm. He has he's one doing hit. the thing. He's, he's only struck out twice. He's doing the thing that we all feared. We love contact. We hate soft contact. Yep. He's hitting a lot of ground balls to the left side. The little. Uh, um, squibbers to uh, the second baseman, but it's the early. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. That's the thing. Talking about his struggles compared, he's still young. I'm not. I'm not worried about Nick Magical right now. He, uh, he's another guy nope. who's like barely played. Wait till but the guy, 162. Wait, but when you get guys, but when you get guys like Patrick Wisdom, who is off to a bad start. Mm-hmm. There is. I know. I bet on him to hit a home run against Quintana. I just thought, like, hey, like maybe it could be a good matchup. Like Jose Quintana was like carving up the Cubs, but yeah, uh, except for say Suzuki. Um, but he, Patrick Wisdom, just looks like I. It's not even like 99, 100 mile per hour fastballs. He's like behind like a 93, 94. Yeah, he looks like he's swinging through water. He he's like check swinging balls. He's striking out on like he just looks completely lost up there and again maybe it is the pressure because he ended 2021 terribly and he's like hey i need to pick it up here i'm gonna be back in the minors and you know i i hate to say you never root against guys you always hope for the best uh but the the early trend here and it's not even the early trend for 2022 it's the trend going back to like the last couple of months in 2021 Mm -hmm. we're not talking about a week here for patrick wisdom we're talking about like more than two months of uh, sample size of uh pitchers again you know figured him out and he hasn't readjusted and i think we're going to be seeing a lot more of jonathan vr at third base and patrick wisdom and uh by the end of april because he's I mean, again VR, yeah. I, I hate to see i hate to say or i didn't want to say it in the offseason just because like you always want to give guys at least some a little bit of a leeway 
But every time you know you post something about uh, wisdom or Schwindel, Schwindel had a you know solid game on Wednesday. At least he's, uh, as Kevin said, you know he's, he's seeing some pitches, taking a couple walks at least, making some solid contact. Patrick Wisdom, on the other hand, not striking out, whiffing. Um, the defense is still great at third base. That's cool, but offensively, he's been yeah. brutal. There is no reason that he should be batting in the top like six well, spots. With in the regards to the the lineup stuff, let's put a pin in that to next week because you got to. You, Fitz has to be here for this conversation, <laughs> and I, I want the people listening to know that there's no one on this planet more upset at <laughs> David Ross's lineup cards. Then oh, uh, oh, White Sox fans thought uh, that they hated, uh, you know, uh, Ricky Rodriguez's lineup uh, and Ricky's too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they have uh, they have no clue. Uh, the disdain, literally. I don't obviously follow like what the Cubs lineup is and stuff. Oh, Tim Anderson, another hit. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes, five three White Sox. Tim Anderson, Apo Taco. Shutting my mouth up, saying he doesn't have yeah, the same right? power that, as, as Lee's. We gotta just keep talking <laughs> shit because everything we've talked about so far is like happened. Like Patrick Wiz was left to hit like five home runs in Colorado. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Ta though, effortless swing. Take for some reason, Robbie Ray is still in this game for Seattle. How many pitches and is he? At? Yeah, I thought everybody was on a pitch limit here. He's only that? at he's only at eighty four, but I mean it's huh? pouring rain out. He's not exactly carving up the White Sox. I mean, it was still a close game. I don't know. I, uh, I guess uh, I don't know, but anyways, Tim Anderson, know, beautiful but, uh, swing, inside-out swing, put it. He got it over the bullpen bar, so it was a nice little poke. I mean, Tim Anderson has what a fascinating career because again, yep. I think it was like a complete two, three years where he was just. Have you watched any of uh, any of the YouTube the uh, the new stuff? Or, no. Yeah. I recommend it. If anything, it's it's interesting. Okay, it's, okay. I mean, you want to talk about his career? Oh my goodness! Another one. Who Luis Robert is that man? <laughs> Luis Robert is that. Man. Oh, I guess I guess you're right, though. Robert Ray shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> Luis Robert is that man. Back to back jacks with T A. Both opposite field in the fucking rain. Go crazy south side. Woo! Uh, for all of you who I'm trying to like hold it bet. in a little bit. For Wait. all of you who responsibly bet, go on points bet. Use promo code uh, Pinwheels. Yes. Um, anytime the White Sox face a left-handed starter, bet on the White Sox. Doesn't matter if he's like reigning Cy Young. Yeah, it doesn't. It literally, doesn't it, it could be Sandy Koufax. I, it it nope. won't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, the White Sox White Sox offense is the real deal there. Uh, Dude, very jealous. I I'm shocked that he's still in the game. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, speaking of left-handed uh, starters, Justin Steele, that was another great positive opening weekend. He got out there. And that's the thing. You know, we always talk about guys when they're on. It's like, yeah, you know, it's great when guys are just mowing other other guys down. But, like, you, you kind of want to see how, how do guys look like when they don't have their A stuff or their B stuff or their, even their C stuff sometimes. Justin Steele's breaking pitches really weren't there. He's missing up in the zone a lot. But he still got through. He got big strikeouts and big situations. Five scoreless innings. Another young guy, another homegrown guy. Apparently, you, you and Fids are in a tight fantasy Just match. pooped. Pop. Oh, our fantasy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm starting to really like this whole TA bet and one, Robert bet and two thing. Because <laughs> hey, I said it since day one. Remember, I was did. on twenty twenty. They bet him second. 
He's you your did. best fucking hitter. I mean, who girl? <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. That's something special, but I didn't mean to cut. The, no, no. T- I mean, talk about talk about uh, uh, baseball bringing you joy. So you're like at a full 100% smile right now. <laughs> I'm just glad the camera's only from the chest up. Let's just put it that way. There's um, a shadow uh, coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, as far as the Cubs pitching is concerned, I mean, like you mentioned, Hendricks had a pretty shitty outing against Pittsburgh, but – uh, Steele looked great. Stroman looked great. I mean, shit, Drew Smiley. Even Drew Smiley, ground ball machine. And uh, and then out of the bullpen, you got some guys coming out. Well, you know who's you know who's the closer right now. Who's the closer right now? White Sox legend. Oh, Cody Robertson. Hayden? Oh no! Oh fuck, Robertson. Is Cody Hor? Cody Hor is like his. He had surgery. Yeah, he had time, Johnny's. Good for David Robertson. Holy David shit! David Robertson is back, baby. Did not see that coming. Two yeah, he's for got, two. He's been nailed. Yep. So we got a guy named Matt Festa pitching for, for Festa. The, oh, that guy's gonna get hit with like four home runs now. Yeah, he's a righty. He struck oh, two out in his, in his eleven pitches uh, last night or on Tuesday night. So, but I think you know, I'm happy the Cubs got out to this hot start. You know, apparently. Milwaukee's aces all forgot how to pitch for the opening series. And that's the thing. The Brewers also the Brewers can't score. No. Well, it looks that, like that's they, what's so annoying about the Brewers is that they do win and it's because of their pitching, because their offense is like mediocre at best. At best. But mm-hmm. uh, they struggled. I mean, Burns was terrible. Uh Woodruff just was bad. Couldn't find a strike zone to save their life. Yeah, Peralta, Peralta was like the best out of those three, uh, yep. but even he struggled uh, against. And he dominates the Cubs too. I mean, all those three guys have dominated the Cubs. But uh, no, that was a good. That was a good. Uh, also, we talked about Suzuki not chasing, being patient. You know, making a lot of contact. Overall, that that opening series against the Brewers, uh, up and down the lineup, the Cubs made a lot of contact against the Brewers. Um, you know, contact could also kill you because we saw big double play off the bat of Contreras. Uh, Against the Pirates on uh, on Wednesday when they were down, um, but no, it's again. It's you mentioned how you know overall your play. How do you feel about uh, in, we we you know you talked about uh, tweeting about Andrew Vaughn and joking like oh he figured out right-handed pitchers. So how long in a season are you like okay? I will now seriously tweet something out because it's, I'm not making a joke, but this is how I feel about a player so far in a season. So what's your like threshold of games? Oh, it has to be at least after the All Star break. Oh, okay. Actually, you, so, no, no, that's that's a little long. Like, do you take anything to hand? Like, like going to back, going back to like last season. A little bit for a guy like Vaughn, it's such a a small window of things. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I need to see at least like a month's worth of work. Yeah. A month's worth of consistency. I guess it is a little different with the Sox because, like, for the most part, you're dealing with either very established veteran guys who have been good or young guys who, you know, exactly. have shown flashes. Like, the, the, for the Cubs, it's, like, the wisdom thing. Like, it's only a weekend, but I I hate to say it, you can kind of already tell. Like, there's yeah. – everyone's been making the same joke. It's, like, every time it tweets something out about wisdom, it's, like, oh, I wonder – it's, like, oh, shocker. Who would have known that a uh, you know thirty year old uh, career minor leaguer would be struggling? <laughs> right. And it's like, uh, yeah, you're kind of right. Yeah, another. I guess now we're at the part where I just. But another thing that 
was really nice to see. And I know there's uh, a million and one jokes about this guy because he, well, he earned it. I mean, the guy got caught cranking it in a fucking parking lot. I was going to say, he could but... be your new guy. Nah. No. <laughs> but Reese McGuire caught for Velasquez. And I'll tell you, defensively, Zach Collins wasn't doing what he did. I mean, yeah, have you seen was, the tweets? Blue Jays, yeah, fans, well, Blue Jays fans, Blue Jays fans are not happy about that trade. But it is nice to have a backup catcher who is defensively sound. Yes. Um, that Vince Velasquez start doesn't go four innings if McGuire didn't do his thing. Um, it was yeah. I mean, he's hitting a little bit. I think he's what he's two for seven on the year, but. Uh, it's the defense that really it's, stood out yeah. for me. And throughout a guy, yeah, throughout a guy, like handedly, like, mm-hmm. but handedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I, Reese McGuire was, froze in a rope to say that was. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was just great to see because you know, Sebi Zavala is okay defensively. Zach Collins is cheeks, but. It's nice now where if Grandal's not behind Mercedes. the dish, I forgot about Mercedes. Uh, if Grandal's not behind the dish, though, you don't have to really worry about it defensively. I so. mean, you can make the argument that like your best. Well, no, no, you can make. Well, shit, you got AJ Pollock there. Yep. Like, well, now with the with Pollock up, like right now, if you have Grandal at DH with McGuire behind the plate defensively, yep, like it's okay, that's maximizing that lineup. Yeah, I'm not not too worried about, it. but then the problem with that is where is Andrew Vaughn, and then, then there's all this right. other stuff, and well, Andrew Vaughn and right. Well, then where's AJ Pollock? Well, he's injured, right? Well, as I'm saying, uh, like I'm right as saying, of yeah. right now, like right, right. now. <laughs> but but again, it comes full circle back to it's weird that the White Sox have these good problems. You, you yeah, you have you have a. This is a very good problem to have. You have capable replacements. It's like you don't yes. feel like fuck. You don't feel that dread, you know. I, I think Danny Mendick played the other day, but like right now, you know, in a, in a with everyone healthy, you it, you wouldn't really have to resort to that. And nothing against Danny Mendick because I think he did step up uh, when there was injuries in the past. But it's like you you don't feel like oh man, like like you said earlier, you don't feel like that Sunday lineup. It's like ah oh, damn it. Well, hopefully they can yeah. score a couple runs here. You're just like, all right, nice. We got we got a couple of, we got, uh, you know, if it's not Vaughn out there, you got Sheets in there. Maybe it's a home run. You got Angle. You know, he's going to play solid defense, have some speed. You have McGuire. You know, you're going to get great defense. Probably mm-hmm. catch a couple runners ceiling. Well, and that's the other thing, too. Like, you don't have to worry about Danny Mendick taking up at-bats because when AJ comes back and, you know, yeah. uh, Mankata comes back, there's no more Danny Mendick on the major league team. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, there's probably no Jake Berger either. But yeah. Jake. No, I can Jake, Jake, see. Can you guys carry an extra is, pitcher? Right now, yes. They they have an extra guy in the uh, the bullpen. But was yeah, it at the end of April? At the end of April, oh, that's right. At yeah. the end of April, it does go back down to 26. Yep. Yeah. But um, keep breaking, Jake. Gavin Sheets hasn't exactly set the world on fire out of the gates here. And I know you want him for the big lefty bat 
and that's probably how he's going to stay up on the big club. But Jake Berger's showing me something, man. He is hitting. I th- I think we're going to have that hard. conversation. Yeah. At the, at the end of April, because I'm not a Gary Sheets hater. It's just uh, I'm going off he's, the track record in the minors. A, I know I know he had a great, uh, you know, when he when he got called up last year, uh, he just smashing the ball all over the place. But uh, I don't know. And again, the other thing with Sheets is like he's taking away he's taking away the pass from Vaughn. You can't have that. You cannot right. have that. No, and I don't think he can play second. But Burger, I can't. And Burger's pretty much pinned to third base. Yeah, I mean Burger can play like what third, first, maybe. Maybe. I mean, he could definitely play first. I mean, he's a third baseman by trade, but it's not like you're gonna put him at shortstop. <laughs> Right, no, but like, like you can't really like Gavin Sheets isn't really a good right fielder. No, Gavin Sheets basically can play uh, first base, like half of first yeah. base. <laughs> yeah, so like, I mean, at least you know that Jake Brigger is a third baseman. So you know, if you're yeah. talking defensively, that's advantage Jake Brigger, I think, because you already have Vaughn begging up Abreu for first base. It's true. You know, I, I do think that that's going to be a conversation though. For the Ross, biggest thing, Ross, yeah, the biggest. At the end of April, it's just uh, she just has that we don't have the White Sox don't have any lefties. That's true. You know what I mean? And so like, but you have to go through. I think you just have to, you have to go through best hitters. I don't know. Maybe they do. Uh, maybe you're right. Maybe they do keep them just because like, hey, we need to have a lefty lefty bat besides Grandall. Josh Harrison left the game with back stiffness. I really think the White Sox are just playing things extremely cautious. Well, it's I mean, raining. Maybe he has that arthritis. I mean, it's it's fifty degrees out. It's raining. It's April thirteenth. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I love the positive attitudes though, because I bet if I was on the Pitbulls and Ivy Twitter right now, and if I was scrolling down <laughs> the timeline, there'd be yeah. pure panic right now. <laughs> well, it, so I do enjoy a, your your, your yeah. and I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm not even making fun of you. I think you are right. They're just being cautious. Yeah. I think that I really do. And I mean, yeah. However, I do have to say, whenever you hear back. And for an old guy, yeah. It gets touchy, yeah. For an older veteran guy, it's like, uh, is that going to be a chronic thing? Yeah, I I think, I mean, if this was, you know, an August game game, that had divisional implications. I think Eloy's still in the game. I think Josh Harrison's still in the game. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I'm very okay with this. That, and that's the other thing with, uh, you know, we talked about the pitchers, uh, you know, still ramping up because of the short string training. Like, these guys are, like, basically playing their first week in a row for the first time. Like, they because they would play, like, well, like, once every two games in spring training for those three weeks. So this is the this is like the first time they're playing like in through an entire week of baseball. So like you know they're little, little, uh, little injuries pop up here and there. Yeah, and not even just little sore stuff. I mean the Elo thing, like he got hit or he fouled that pitch off. So, so I took your. I was just wanted to see and, uh, yeah, there, there's some panic. <laughs> I told you. I told there, you. There, there's, there's some panic. <laughs> But here's the thing. I, I can't even make fun of those fans, too, because of all the injuries. Because right. there has been so many already. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
like count them down. It's been Crochet, Lynn, Giolito, Pollock. That's four already. Obviously, t two of them major, two of them, you know, not as bad. Yeah, I'm trying to send out a calm down tweet to everyone. <laughs> uh, Being precautious. Look at me using big words. Ooh, make sure you spell it right there. I did not, but <laughs> that is the beauty of this precautious. Uh, I do have to say that uh, Nick Madrigal, please start hitting line drives. <clears throat> yeah. That, he he will. I really have faith in it. I know I'm just said I'm not gonna talk about anything. And hey, we're just talking ball here. Talking we're, ball. we're we're gonna defer all Nick Madrigal talk to K Fids, but uh yeah, I he did this he's not a very quick starter. Yeah, I think uh, he, he like he didn't get off until like uh May, right? Last year. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. and it could be just the weather thing. It could be whatever. It could be he just needs to see it. But I have to say, though, uh, perfect, perfect ballpark for him to snap out of it if he does, you know, snap out of it this weekend in Colorado. Huge outfield. You know, spray those little line drives all over the place, get some base hits there. So that's a great, great yeah. ballpark for him to hopefully snap out of it. Yep. So – no, I'm also also that. a good test. Also a good test for the Cubs pitching. You know, I mentioned how I don't think the Brewers are a good offense. The Pirates are the Pirates. Uh, I know they touched up uh, Kyle Hendricks, but uh, overall, you know, Pirates aren't that good of an offensive team. So a good test here. Four game series against the Rockies. Chris Bryant's Rockies. The first place Colorado Rockies. If I was um, a Pirates fan, I would be so mad about that. They have such a good. They have like two MLB ready studs in their farm system, and they're just not calling them up. They, and they have a guy who today I think went four for four, and he's already challenging Nolan Arenado for like best defensive third baseman. Cabrian Hayes is a stud, dude. He's very good. He, he is a stud. He didn't get hurt, hurt, did he? I saw he, he like nah. took, yeah. I think the, the very first game was just like a little minor thumb thing, but he's been back ever since. And then I think today, like he had, he was playing with a broken glove, just making elite plays at third base. He had his glove replaced like in the eighth inning. <laughs> I was, he deserved every penny of it, but I'm almost kind of surprised that Pittsburgh gave him the bag. Did you, I heard, I didn't know this, but uh, that is their biggest yep. contract to a player since Jason Kendall. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I got no room to talk though. Right. I mean, hey, at least yeah. you guys have uh, recently, you know, Grandall, uh, Luis Robert, Mankata, Eli, you, you guys pay those guys. If You know, if the Pirates like notoriously cheap. But. I know, but if they don't back up a fucking multiple Brinks trucks to Luis Robert's house when the time comes. <laughs> oh, that's right. I mean, if this plays out like we all think it's going to play out. Uh, are his options club options or are they mutual options? I believe they're like he took a ridiculously team friendly deal. Because if they're club options, you're still fine because you'll still have him through like 29, right? Or 28? They have him for a very long time. Yeah. Uh, he's under Luis Robert signed a six year, 50, $50 million contract with the White Sox, including 50 million guaranteed, an annual average salary of 8.3 in 2022. Robert will earn a base salary of $6 million. Jeez. But yeah, six years, 50 million. 
Okay, so in 2026 and 2027, those are club options. I'm looking right now. So, so that's through age 29. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You're fine. Those yeah. are worth $20 million. Yeah, and then he's, uh, his first year of free agency is 2028. Yeah. I know. Hopefully fine. he never sees. I want him, when he's 98 years old, buried in his White Sox uniform. I think he can still hit like yeah. 250 when he's uh, that age. Well, I love this tweet from Jeff Passan. Vlad Jr. walked into Yankee Stadium, faced the highest paid pitcher in the history of baseball, launched 1,286 feet worth of home runs, and left the stadium with a W and a share of first place for Toronto. King, King maneuver. Woo. Jeff is bringing the heat with that. That is a beauty of a tweet right there. Just twisting the knife. I love. I love. I love the the reporters who like mix it in there because like you have the straight the straightforward guys like Rosenthal, yep. uh, Nightingale, who's just in his own world. Um, you know, John Heyman sometimes mixes it up, but more often for the worse. Uh, but Jeff Passon is a fun dude. I remember going back to when he was like writing at Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Always fun to follow. Well, yeah. I mean, he has a personality. <laughs> right. Which is shocking because it, yeah. normally you think of ESPN people uh, kind of cringe, but not him. No, he, he's he's the the an outlier. Guy. Yeah, the outlier. Um, we need to just start doing shows during every game and just start talking about things we're concerned about. Kendall Graverman just came in for the Sox and just looked amazing. I mean, we need to we need to uh, Kevin's gonna want to. Uh, we need like a we need a live stream of Kevin for all of his uh, all the Chris Bryant pass against the Cubs this yep. weekend. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think Fids is going to need to stay in Mexico. Uh, and we're just going to have to start doing live shows during games and just talking about guys we're concerned about. Or right, talking guys up because we were talking about Luis Robert and he just hit home run. Yeah. TA talk- uh, doesn't have the power. Home run. Nope. Home run. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. Graverman will be better. Comes in, throws a gem of an inning. Yeah. And that's the one thing, too, that I think White Sox – Fans need to keep in mind as you're watching these Seattle games. Seattle's a good fucking team, man. Mm-hmm. This isn't them beating up on like the Royals. Like this is a team that could beat the win the AL West. I actually have money mm-hmm. on it. Ooh. Like I, I I think they are going to win the AL West. I still can't get over how good that kid looked on Tuesday. Marsh, right? I forget. Marsh, yeah. Marsh. yeah. No, dude. No, because we, I mean, we just talked about T A. What an incredible hitter he is. When I saw him just like completely flail at that slide, I'm like, whoa, 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 this this guy's different. This guy um, is nasty. And then the Luis, I think Luis Robert struck out his first plate appearance, which makes which again, going back to Luis Robert, what a great adjustment. He's like, All right, you're gonna throw me that nasty ass slider. I'll wait for it when it's a little bit up and I'll hit a home run to right field. Mm-hmm. You know, but that guy, and then he was like throwing 99. <laughs> I think he was. I think they were talking about uh, during the broadcast. He was a converted uh, infielder, so he. So that's why he has that like the uh, unique uh, arm slot. He yeah, just slings it up there. Mm-hmm. So like that is also another thing that makes him nasty. It is way too early to make that argument, Omar. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I I love say Suzuki, but he can be, too, he, he can end up being players. a better hitter. But uh, Otani can Otani can pitch so. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about overall, overall, uh, overall player. It's always going to be Otani, just because he has a skill set. Yeah, that, and you uh, can't. That's like ninety nine point nine percent of players. Don't and it's have. not even like 
even Otani versus Suzuki, Otani versus any player in Major League Baseball yeah. right now. You know, I mean, no one's doing what Otani does. We're yeah. seeing like, I'm a, like, hey, Omar, I was saying about saying Suzuki too. I think he's gonna be. I, He's gonna. Be, I think he's. He has to be. He's obviously the early favorite for rookie of the year. He's probably gonna win that again. We're, we are talking about a twenty-seven-year-old guy. You know, it's a veteran guy who's done it for you know eight, nine years over in Japan. Yep. He seems to be adjusting well, but be cautious because, as always, there are gonna be the uh, the struggle times, and you know, pitchers are gonna adjust. They're gonna start attacking him more inside fastballs. They're gonna try to tie him up. Uh, you know, he, he does, he, he is very patient at the plate. So a lot of teams are going to try to just get that easy strike one on him. Uh, so it's going to be on him to adjust, uh, you know, jump on those first pitch fastballs, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, good, good start though. Great start. Great start. Also fun thing that I didn't see until I'm just doom scrolling through White Sox Twitter right now. <laughs> um, by the way, this is during a, a dominant offensive showing. Yep. <laughs> Just um, just saw Vladdy's first two home runs, just by our chance. He pimped both of them. No, Vladdy is a legend. Absolutely love the fact that he did that because Garrett Cole is just such a fucking wiener. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy he pimped those. Very happy about that. <laughs> I think Very you're happier happy. right now than the the least Robert home run. No. You have a little smirk on your face right now. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, I, what is it about just guy? Because like, I think they're talking about it on a PMT. Like once, like Garrett Cole before he got to the Yankees, you didn't think of him as like a fucking dork or like this like right. loser. But well, like I once mean, he got to the Yankees, like what the? Hell? You just have a bigger spotlight on you, a more yeah, national yeah, no, spotlight. It's, it's, you know, when you're on the Yankees, even a team like Houston, like they're a big team, but like mm-hmm. their national, their nationwide coverage is nothing like the Yankees. Like, like I think the last thing I remember from him uh, with Houston was, uh, you know, after I think they got, because that's when they lost against the Nationals, right? Or was that before? I forget, but, but like, so like he was going to head into yeah. free agency and he's like in the post game wearing like the Boar's hat. And everyone's yeah. like, oh shit, yeah, no, he's out of Houston. It's like, yeah. But like nobody was like, nobody was like shit talking Garrett Cole. But now it's like every other day there's some story about him. It's like, dude, what? I didn't, I don't know if he was this big of a crybaby when he was in Houston. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, what? very much what Yump was saying in the comments, you know, a lot of stuff comes from the whole sticky stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what that you got really, called yeah. That, that kind of that, messed with him a little started. bit. But like, I mean, going back to it, dude, like, he's crying about a game starting three minutes late. Like, and then someone, I just saw a great tweet. So apparently after he hit this first home run, Vlad jr. Like cut his finger and it was like bleeding. They had to stop the game to put a bandage on it. Okay. And somebody tweeted, Hey guys, take it easy. Garrett Cole doesn't like blood. He saw the blood on Vladdy's hand and that made him throw another home run to Vladdy. (laughs) I love Twitter sometimes, Uh... sometimes. 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 But, I mean, as we're – Andrew Vaughn's up in the bottom of the eighth, one out, 3-1 count, nobody on. Some dude is this 6-3? 6-3. All right, so this is nothing against uh, Sox offense right now, but if you can just not score anymore, give Liam did another take... save opportunity. Oh, okay. I was like, did you take the under? Because I know the no, under no, no. It was at nine for this game. No. Oh, not... so you, you bet the over, huh? So, yeah, I wouldn't mind another run. 
would not would not mind it. <laughs> um, what do the Sox have this weekend? The Sox have one second. Let me. I I used to know it, and then I didn't know it, and then hold on one second. Um, schedule, schedule, if you will. Um, got one more game against Seattle. They got a day game against Seattle on Thursday, and then the Rays of Tampa Bay are here for the weekend. Ooh, that's gonna be fun. They're off to a slower start than people thought, right? Their pitching has not been uh, that great against yeah. Oakland. This so season. right now the projected start. So Jimmy Lambert's going to go for the White Sox Thursday during the day, which is always an adventure. Over. Um, and then Friday night versus Tampa Bay, we got a ooh, we got a nice matchup. We got Dylan Cease versus Corey Kluber. Ooh, okay, okay. And then on Saturday we have Mr. Kopech versus Patino. And then on Sunday, the White Sox have Velasquez penciled in, and Tampa has yet to name their starter. Um, and then Monday, oh, Jesus Christ. Monday, they go into Cleveland, and we get a, a Dallas Keuchel versus Shane Bieber. Mm. Hey, but Dallas Keuchel's back. I can't even say it without joking. Yeah, right. Keuchel's back, though. Yeah, okay. I mean, hey, if you get – what do you go against the Mariners? Five innings, three runs? Yeah. You'll take that every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, they can work with that. Uh, the interesting Just to don't note, pitch the Jose Ramirez. Yeah. Interesting to note on the, the Guardian series, uh, the White Sox, they, Cleveland has McKenzie going. The White Sox have yet to name a starter. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the game. For Cueto? For Cueto. Has, has there been anything on him? Like, uh, how is... Dude, he literally... Been? Everyone's favorite South American <laughs> beat reporter, Hector Gomez. MLB number one MLB MLB Ooh, insider. I, but actually, no, fuck Hector. He endorsed, oh, he, he endorsed Buzz in the 108 tournament. When oh, I that's right. Him. I did see that. Um, we are a Mike Rodriguez show. Yeah, big Mike Rodriguez show. <laughs> um, but Hector tweeted out a picture. Of Johnny Cueto, like in a full White Sox uniform, like doing like some awkward like high school senior prom pose with his hand on his hip, like Cueto is ready. So I guess he's ready. One of the last things I remember from Johnny Cueto, he posted a picture of his dead horse on Instagram one time. Yep, I remember <laughs> that. He's a weird dude, man. Johnny Cueto is a weirdest. But <laughs> oh, but everything about him like kind of fits in with the south side. Like yep, when you. He's definitely going to be one of those guys where when he's pitching against your team, you're like, oh, enough with this bullshit wind-up crap. And then if he comes and pitches for the White Sox and it works and he starts throwing, you know, gets four or five good innings, everyone's going to be like, oh, his wind-up is dope. <laughs> no, I was going to say, the other thing is, Johnny Cueto can have the same like the same performance that Dallas Keuchel has, but like people are going to be freaking out when like Cueto gives up like three or four runs. Right. But if Keuchel does it, a couple important things too. The Friday night game, the Cease Kluber matchup game, is on Apple TV Plus. All right, plan so no one's watching that. Yep, plan accordingly. Um, Hit and up then, the DMs if you want to stream. We'll end the show. So Wednesday, April twenty seventh. I'm very happy to say we have a very special guest coming on the show. Um, 
obviously we'll tweet about this more as we're in the last we're at an hour and a half here. Yumper, I'm pretty sure you're the only person watching right now. Um, hung in there. <laughs> Jonathan Nelson, the GM of the Birmingham Barons, will be joining us on the show to discuss what's going on in Beham and just we're gonna ask some questions about, you know, what's it like it for the minor leaguers and Who's who's he like? I mean, he sees these guys every day. You know, I mean, he's got a little, big names for the sides, right? Yeah, he's got a little. Well, a lot of them are in Kannapolis, uh, but like Montgomery's in Kannapolis, Colas is in Kannapolis. Is Cespedes in Denver? I think Cespedes is in. Yeah, Cespedes is in Birmingham. There you go. We'll get updates on all those guys, and hopefully, he can you know kind of clue us in. Maybe we I, can ask him if he's going to allow uh, batters to start uh, lighting their bats on fire. <laughs> Dude, the Savannah Bananas are phenomenal. That's I, the thing. They have such great marketing. It wasn't even them. No, it was – well, so they're like the Harlem Globetrotters, and that team they play against, they're called the, the party animals. They're oh, okay. like the, the, the generals. Oh, okay. But it, the great thing is all these kids that are playing in these games, they're all like real baseball players. Yeah. It's just – they have like this opening in their season where they can do this. And apparently it's like a phenomenal show. I personally feel like I need to go check this out because it looks awesome. Maybe I'll it go does. to Savannah, Georgia, and then head over to Birmingham, Alabama. Just have a good go. old Southern go. trip. But I got, I got to tell Jonathan, I need some uh, Barron's 3930 hats because right now they don't make hats for the large headed gentlemen. For the big headed men. No. <laughs> But um, by the way, what is that hat? So I saw you post new hat, new lid. This is uh the Washington uh, Nationals, National? their their city. I just like it because it's got the the flowers there. It's a little gray with some little hints of pink in there and stuff like that. And so W for White Sox. Okay, okay. Sure. <laughs> w for the Cubs. Oh, yeah, w. I had somebody say, "Oh, that's a nice Cubs W hat," and I was like, "No, I just got this, dude. Don't ruin it." <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I got this one in the mail today. I also got a new Red Sox hat just because I got every team and I, I needed a new Red Sox one. So okay, okay. I just went with the classic dark navy with the red V. But and then you have you still have the Blue Jays hat, right? From a couple oh, years yeah, ago. I, I got a lot of I got pretty much you name a team, I got them. Oh <clears throat> speaking of the Blue Jays, just one last thing that's great. I'd always shit on like the way that MLB does things a lot. Mm-hmm. But them finally having the umpires mic'd up to explain what is being challenged, and then they have to announce the call afterwards. Did you see that play in in Toronto? Yes, it like was the awesome. crowd goes crazy. That was amazing. Like, oh my god, I can't wait for the playoffs for that tap. Yeah, no, the, that that was really really cool. Like that was a really cool moment. And uh, although, just so you know, White Sox stranded runners on first and second. We're going to the top of the ninth, and Liam's coming in. There you go, Liam. Give me that save. So, uh, Luis Robert is the first White Sox player ever with two home runs and four stolen bases in the first five games of a season. Five-tool player. We're, we're watching something special, folks. Don't ruin it by being nervous about fucking everything. I know it's become very cliche at this point, but literally, like... I do I do wonder, though, because obviously we're on, like, we live on Twitter... Some of us more than others, but you know we're on Twitter every day, almost every hour, checking shit, mm-hmm. you know, going back and forth on stuff. But I think we have gotten to the point where we, the the ironic stuff that you know gets tweeted, where it's become too 
it's become too real now. It's not ironic anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I would agree. I've also just started laughing at a lot more shit. Like, I'm yeah. just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is where you want to take this? You know what I mean? It's like... The just... the, the mute the mute function for conversations is so great nowadays. Wait, you like, can... If, if you're stuck in a convo, you can get out of it? I think, yeah, you can just mute it. I had two dudes talking about, like, restaurants in Indiana for, like, 20 <laughs> tweets. And I'm like, how do I get out of this? Oh, I didn't realize I could just mute it. No, I think it. you can, oh. like, go back to the thread and then, like get the drop down menu and I've, mute I've said for so long that they need to it like because it that's one of the worst things on twitter is when you get yes. caught in a conversation when, they, when you're still tagged and they're like yeah. just going back and forth and you're like i don't care about any of this no i these, these dudes were literally talking about like pizza places in uh <laughs> northwest indiana i'm like i don't plan on going to any of these places ever so <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I feel I feel good about that. I feel good about the show, and Liam's going to come in here now. I'm going to go watch it and rip a lung dart while he does it because he's going to make me nervous, but hopefully he gets to save for you. <laughs> and uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Pinwheels Ivy Pod, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. That's all, though. I'm Zo. Take care, everybody. Free build of the favorites. We here for the latest. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantees or the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Trade rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, they get all changed. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on the boy, yeah. Every season, Get all changed. Get all changed. Get me out to the ball game.